Well, welcome back to the When I Heard This podcast. My name is Nate Robinson, and I'm here with Pastor Joseph Tillman, MDiv, soon to be demon. How are you doing today, sir? I'm well. I'm well. Here we go again. We're, we're back at it one more time. Back at Israel. <laughs> yes. Another discussion about old Israel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The land O Israel. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Or something. Is that how you say it in some other language? Well, some people say Israel. Some people just say Israel. Israel? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say I, that. Yeah, I think if people yeah. just want to sound like they are really know something, they say Israel. Okay. Well, we got a lot to talk about, so we should probably all right, get through let's all the going. nonsense at the beginning of the episode and then <laughs> get into Israel. That's, <laughs> let's do it. Um, right. Go to Patreon, $5, like, subscribe, share, comment, follow, download, tell your friends about the show. Follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram at When I Heard This Podcast and X, previously known as Twitter, and mm-hmm. Locals at When I Heard This. Okay, here we go. All right, let's go for it, man. What's okay, up? so we have talked about whatever Israel is, mm-hmm. and then we talked about all the three different points of view of Christians having on Israel and the land. Mm-hmm. And then we talked a bunch about the land right. and why it's important to Israelites, the the Jews, and yeah. the Islamic Muslims. Mm-hmm. Do they have a different weird way of saying that, too? Well, let's just do okay. that. Okay. Islamic Muslims. And then we talked about why everybody wants the land, I mm-hmm. think. And then sort of talked about fighting and people blowing people people up. Yeah. Okay. So we've I asked you that question that. too many times. Right. So we've already asked or talked about all that. So you are a Christian Zionist. Uh, um, kind of. Okay. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of. Kind of. So. I want this this episode is going to be uh because <laughs> I know. after all the things we talked about I came up with what I think based on everything. Okay. And yeah, I had some time to think about it. All right. And you have had a entire pastor life to think about it. <laughs> okay. So you are Christian Zionist, so okay. why? <laughs> okay, well first of all, all right. I'm a little leery of the term Christian Zionist. Okay. Okay. And so because of this, I think in its like in its best usage, okay, in the best usage of the term. Okay. You're talking about Christians that believe that God has promised the Jewish people the land. Okay. 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 All right. And and therefore that there is a purpose that God has for them in entering that land. All right. Okay. I think at its worst, it becomes tied to this like political, heavy right wing ideology, right. which states that Christians must support the secular state of Israel in whatever it does, in its actions, in its decision making, and that we have to stand, or that people have to stand with secular you know, governmental state of Israel. So do you want to talk about that for a second? On what people get confused about? Yeah, I think for me, I like when I think of of being like that God has a promise for the people of Israel and the land. Okay. Yeah. That I think about that through really more of a, I, I mean, it's obviously theological and religious, but there also has to be a practical part of it where at some point they receive the land. Right? right, and therefore that when they received the land at, at and and maybe God did step in in the 1940s and create this to happen, okay? But what what I'm also saying is we don't have to support the actions of a secular government or country because of our religious beliefs. just because of religious beliefs. Like the reality right. is is that the secular state of Israel have done things like every other country in the world has that are unethical. So how does this play out in church? 
I think in church, you'll hear the phrase like stand with Israel, pray right. for Israel. And I think immediately it goes to the, or I won't say immediately, for a lot of people, it moves immediately to the thought of this, uh, I said immediately, but anyway, the it for a lot of people, it, it moves to the thought of we must pray, we must stand with the secular state of Israel. Mm. And I think that's probably taking it too far. I think for for church, for church, for Christians, for Christians. Yeah. OK. I think we should say, yes, we we are standing with God's people. We're standing with the ones that he has chosen, that he has a future plan for them. But it doesn't mean that I am standing in support of everything that happens. Right. Right. So like it, like even in the present, in this present, in the present situation that's going on. I can obviously sit back, stand there. I can stand there and go, what Hamas did to Israel mm. was terrorism. It was terrible, right. and 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 we condemn it without anything religious. Right, right, right. Because it would be terrorism against any other group of people. Yes, right, right. And so, so it's just terrorism. So I or any other as, country or any other country. Yeah, yes. So I so I label it as that, and because Hamas is the the governing force within Gaza, the country of Israel has a right to respond. Right. They they started a war. They started a war. So they have a right to do that. Right. Now, in war, civilians die. There are civilian casualties, and it's terrible. And there's a lot of unethical things that happen. And But I will always say that a country has a right to defend herself against terrorist attacks. Right. And so, but, but I can also sit there and go, but it doesn't mean that there has not been antagonism between the parties over the years or between, over decades. Between Israel and, and, and Gaza. And Gaza, right. The people of Gaza. Right. There's been constant antagonism and neither side has handled it well all the time. So I, and where I think sometimes like Christian Zionists would hear me as a pastor say that. And say that I'm not, they would go, well, you're not supporting Israel. Right. No, I'm just making a logical, reasonable, I mean, um, thought or, 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 um, I wouldn't conclusion. support you if you were antagonizing yeah. people. Yeah. It's just a, it's just a reasonable conclusion. Yeah. Right. And so there's, so, uh, so not everyone in Israel is religious either. No. So it's majority not even, or not. Yeah. Majority or not. And so I, I think that's where when the Christian Zionism gets really heavily tied to the secular state and really tied to the political kind of like alt-right wing or heavy right wing side, I think that's where I have pause with being identified as a Christian Zionist. Mm -hmm. So um, so what is real, true Christian Zionism? Well, and that's I mean, we talked about that. But. Yeah. So how about this? Let me just say, let me just state where I'm coming from. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so because I think again, a lot of people are gonna have different ideas and thoughts. Because, like for example, we 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 used three categories when we talked about this these theologies. The first mm. episode we talked about replacement theology, fulfillment theology, and Christian Zionism. Some people will say fulfillment theology is replacement theology. Some people will say fulfillment theology is covenant theology, and some people will make distinctions between all of those things. And they'll say, well, there's replacement theology, covenant theology, fulfillment theology, dispensationalism, and Christian Zionism. Right? And all I'm so all I'm saying is there's a what? lot of <laughs> Right. And that's most, most people are going, what? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of different theories, theologies attached. Forget it. Screw yeah. Israel. I don't care. <laughs> and so it's too much. Right. So here's here's just what I believe. And then you can put whatever label you want to on me at that point. Okay. All right. So I do believe that God has chosen Israel as his people. Okay. So so I believe God has, has chosen Israel as his chosen people. And it's really not up to us if we like it or not. Like It's his choosing. Um, and so there were plenty of times throughout Israel's history that they sinned, that they were committing an idolatry, and they actually turned away from God. They did not deserve his mercy. They did not deserve for for them to still be his people. And yet God continued 
to give them mercy and still continue to treat them as his chosen people. Okay. Because they were his people. And even through the exile, though it was judgment, it was ultimately meant to be redemptive, calling his people Israel back to himself. Wait, what? The exile one in the Bible? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The exile in the, in scripture. So, so when they were exiled to Assyria and to Babylon. Okay. All right. And so to this day, Israel, I still will say Israel is God's chosen people in this. And I don't mean that they're, that all Jews are saved. So let me be clear on that. Okay. I mean, I'm not saying when I say chosen people, I'm not saying they're all saved. All right. Um, I think that what we see about God's chosen people, Israel, is that even when in the Old Testament they were wandering and away from God, they were still his chosen people. And I think still the same can be said today because I think in Paul's language, especially in Romans 2 and Ephesians 2, he's very clear on the fact that not all Jews are are Christians. Not all Jews are saved, all right? That we're only saved by grace through faith. That's the, like Paul's very clear on that, but that he still also refers to the fact that, that they are loved. Israel as a people group are loved in a unique way by God. Okay. Okay. And that, so, so we know only Jews are saved by faith through Christ, but yet the people group still have a unique place in God's heart. So say when they always have. And so I think, so what I mean, and I I really believe that what God means by the fact that there is chosen people is that he's chosen them for specific purposes. Okay? Okay. Which obviously included the coming of the Messiah and I uh, and I do believe that it also includes that hey, you are my people through you, you know, like we read last week in Romans came all of the prophets and the patriarchs and the promises. Through you came all those things. Through you came the Messiah. And at the end of the day, at the or at the end of time, I will redeem Israel again. You know, where, where Paul says when the time of the Gentiles is fulfilled and then all Israel will be saved, that there will be a moment, a time where the Jewish people dispersed around the world will come back to know the Lord. And I'm not saying every one of them. I'm just saying there's going to be a great, I do believe there's going to be a great harvest of Jews coming thought, back to the I Lord. I thought that part was not come back I thought it was come back to Israel, Israel, to the land. Yes. And then. Correct. Come to the Lord. Correct. Okay. Yeah. And so let me get to, and I will get to the land. All right. So I also believe that when we speak of Israel as the chosen people of God today, again, we're referring to the people group of Israel, not the secular state of Israel. Right. Okay. So we, that, we, that's we just what I was going to ask you. What is. What is Israel, the word defined as. What do you mean? Like when God says, these are my people, what does that mean? Uh, When he says, these are my chosen people? Yes. Okay. What are his chosen people? Are they ethnically Jewish? Ethnic Jews. Okay. Yeah. Those who are ethnically Jewish. Just ethnic. Correct. Not religious. Not religious. Okay. Ethnic. Ethnic Jews. Okay. Yeah. Well, I will have points on this later. All right. Perfect. And so, and then finally, I do believe God will bring the Jewish people back to their land and they will turn to the Messiah. And so, and I don't know if we read this passage fully, so I want to make sure we do, because I believe it gives, for me, the greatest sense of where I'm coming from. So in Ezekiel 36, verse 19, it says, I dispersed them among the nations and they were scattered among the countries. I judge them according to their conduct and actions. So this is the Lord speaking. And he's speaking about the fact that he has dispersed Israel, his people, among the nations, scattered among the countries. And this was during the exile. Okay? Okay. This is is Old Testament. This is Old Testament that I'm reading. Yeah. Um, He says, where it goes on to say, these are the people of the Lord, yet they had to leave his land in exile. Okay? Okay. All right. Going down to verse 24, for I will take you from the nations. So he's, he's scattered them. 
Okay, now he's saying, I will take you from the nations and gather you from all the countries and will bring you into your own land. I will also sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will remove your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I will place my spirit within you and cause you to follow my statutes and carefully observe my ordinances. And uh, and this is this last part of the new heart, the new spirit, the the heart of the flesh, the spirit within you. All of that is new covenant language. What does that mean? Okay. That means language that is used to describe what happens when Jesus comes. And he so Jesus has brought forth a new covenant. Right. So how does that prove your point? <laughs> okay. Because this is what I'm saying is that there will. So the fact that this is going to happen to his people once they're back in the land. Okay. And we've not seen this happen yet. Right. So that's my point. That's the whole point. That's the whole point. Is that so God has promised <laughs> land. Okay. Yeah. From and we see it in right, we read it the the covenant with Abram and mm-hmm. Abraham in Genesis twelve and fifteen and seventeen, the promise of the land. And then God's saying, Hey, I'm gonna bring you back to this land. And when I do, you will become believers in the Messiah. And you will have you will have the you will be sprinkled clean, you will be made pure. You will be given a heart of flesh. A new heart will be given in you, given to you, and the Spirit of God will live inside of you. So, and, how is that supposed? Like, like if you were projecting what that would look like, what is yeah. th- what is that going to look like? For me, it looks like ethnic Israel, okay, okay, being gathered back to the land of Canaan that was promised to them in the Abrahamic covenant, okay. And, and and then them turning to know the Lord. Okay. Yeah. Th- through how? And I'll leave this up to great interpretation. It seems that they'll be given the land, and it's and they're coming back to the land, and maybe they see that the fact that they have that this is all aligned with the promises that have been spoken to them, and all th- of them will. I'm not saying every individual will be saved. Okay. I don't know if I want to make that jump. Okay. But I'm saying that there's going to be a a large gathering of ethnic Israel, of ethnic Jews coming to know the Lord. So so this is so this that's my take. Okay. Okay. So those are kind of like so, you know, my points in a nutshell right. of, of like what I believe. You can label me Christian Zionist. You can label me whatever. Okay, um, just that ethnic Israel has been God's chosen people. Mm-hmm. They still are because He still has purposes and plans for them. Not only, I mean, today, but up until the fulfillment of time, and that He has promised them land, and coming back to that land is somehow connected to their coming to know Jesus as their Messiah. Okay, my turn. Yeah, man. <laughs> I want you to let me have it. Tell uh, me tell me where tell me you, where I've gone wrong. Do you really want me to let you have it? I want you to let me have it. Okay, here we go. Yeah, I let's let's hear it, brother. Okay. I'm going to have to read a lot of this. Go for it. Okay. So basically, I guess I'm starting from the point of I think I think God is only going to fulfill his promise to you if you follow him down whatever he's doing. That just makes sense to me. Okay. And so so when when Jews rejected Jesus, mm-hmm. God and Jesus is God, right? Took that promise w- with them. Okay? And and It'll, it'll. I guess it'll make more sense later. Basically, what happened was I had to edit these two episodes because, because <laughs> we did these once a week at a right, time, right? And so I was sitting there going, "This is 
you know, like I had way too much time to think about it and it kept me up. <laughs> okay. Because all this crap's going on right, right. now over right. there and everyone's talking about it. Sure. And not just everyone's talking about it. It's like no one will shut up about it. Uh-huh. And I wanted to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> all right. So I think that's like if if God asked all the Jews to follow him on this new Jesus timeline that uh, he was going down. Okay. And the only ethnic Jews that are left are the ones that didn't do that. Okay. So that's my point. So when you're saying ethnic, God's going to no, bring okay, all to that. To be clear, though, there are ethnic Jews that are Christians. I understand that. Yeah, okay, okay. Right, but those ethnic Jews that are Christians had parents that didn't do the thing that God said to do in the New Testament. That's why they okay. exist at all. Right? What were they told to do in the New Testament? In the New Testament, in whatever we read, the verses that you read in uh -huh. the first episode, uh -huh. you said that that there were all these entire letters that Paul wrote right. telling the Jews to mix with the Gentiles. Yeah, to accept them in. Yes, correct. Yes, uh -huh. which which would mean marrying them and sure, producing so, children with them. Sure, some would. Yeah, absolutely. some would, but eventually it would all get mixed together. Okay, so either by now or mm -hmm. five thousand years from now. Okay, <laughs> right. Yeah. Sure, there would be no ethnic Jews left. Okay, we would all be one one thousandth Jew. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. And it wouldn't make a difference. Okay. And that is only if all the Jews had listened to God mm -hmm. when Jesus came. Right. And mixed with the Gentiles. Okay. So I think if God's plan had happened, uh huh, then Christians would be assuming that the promise is theirs. Okay. Right? Because sure, because we would all be the only Jews. There would be no religious Judaism. Uh -huh. There would be no ethnic Judaism. There would be Christians that mixed with Jews and non-Christians that mixed right. with Jews. So the promise would have to be ours at this point. Okay. So I think God, God's promise followed him with Jesus. Okay. Not followed the Jews because he's the ethnic Jews because okay. he said it. Okay. Because of that reason. Gotcha. That was God's plan. That's what he told the Jews to do. Right. And they didn't listen. Mm -hmm. Even though your point about <laughs> they haven't listened before. Right. So that's what you're going to say. So, <laughs> right. Okay. So that was my second point. Okay. Uh, that all of the things that you set out that you said about Christians mm -hmm. like uh, the Christian Zionists and the fulfillment and the replacement, right? None of them care about living in that land. So, mm -hmm. right. Cur sure. Currently all three of those positions, nobody cares about currently living that. Uh, yes. That there's no, none of them care about, none of them care about Christians particularly living there right right yes so if all of the jews were christians like they were supposed to be uh-huh then they wouldn't care either right so <laughs> so they shouldn't care okay and there shouldn't be this battle over it okay and all that all right the other another point right the jews wanting to live there right now mm -hmm. and having wanted to live there because of this promise mm -hmm. seems like like the devil's playbook 101. Okay. Isolate people who are not going to heaven uh -huh. away from people who are <laughs> trying to convince them to go to heaven, right. the Christians, and then surround them on all sides by people that hate them okay. and, and watch them blow up. Okay. I mean, that seems like, that seems like, playbook 101 like okay. that's how, that's what happens to everybody 
right. who's on drugs. Okay. They isolate themselves from people who who tell them not to be on drugs. Right. Go hang out with people who want to be on drugs. They're surrounded by people who don't care if they live or die. They give them things to kill themselves and then they die. Okay. Yeah. But playbook 101. All right. So the current thought of Jews about the land just is wrong. Okay. And if they were Christians, they right. wouldn't have that thought. Okay. Right? Because none of the Christian viewpoints care about living there. Yeah, un unless you were unless you were ethnically a Jew. But there shouldn't be any ethnic Jews. Okay, you're but you're wanting, you're working on the presupposition that God I don't think you're working on this presupposition. Let me back up. But we all, but we know that God was able to see the fact that this was not going to happen. That they were not all going to come to know Christ. God knew that. So, in God's foreknowledge of knowing that they were not all going to come to know Christ, there's still this promise for these people, right? Okay. Because you're working under the, you are working under like a presupposition of like if they had come to know Christ at this point, therefore none of these things would be needed two thousand years later. But they didn't. God knew they wouldn't. God knew they wouldn't when he first made the promise to Abraham. Okay. And so, therefore, God, from that point, uh, has had this plan for these people. And I think it's God's way of, you know, like in Romans, Romans 11, I believe it is, where he says that God loves them because of the patriarchs. Okay. And I think that that's... There's something unique about the people that are Jews, that are ethnically Jewish. God chose to use them, and and for you know fifteen hundred years up to the coming of the Messiah, and He has a plan for them all the way up to the end of the age. And it's just the fact that He has chosen them, and He has this unique love and care for them, and and I understand we could. Talk about well, where was his love and care during the Holocaust and things like that. I get it. But I believe he's got these purposes and plans for them. And in in his in his divine wisdom, I just I believe that there is something that he has for them where they're going to come back and come to know Christ. It's it's like a it's it's like a last like a last I don't say it's like a not like a last ditch effort. But like something that's been set up for them because they were the ones that, you know, as Paul says, to the Jew first, then to the Gentiles. Because God used them first, at the end, there's going to be a it's this coming back to them to go, here's one more chance, guys. Okay, well, well, what doesn't make sense to me about that okay. is that interpretation leads all the Jews to stay there and get blown up. Okay. And so God's just watching his people until he decides to, his chosen people, mm -hmm. till he decides to fulfill his promise, misinterpret the, the promise, I guess, and try to stay there and potentially blow up billions of other people Okay. In order to make sure this promise gets fulfilled, mm -hmm. that doesn't make any sense to me. Okay. Also, if all of them get blown up, <laughs> right. except one dude, <laughs> yeah, at the end of time or whenever God decides to fulfill this promise, right, is the promise that He's going to bring one guy back to the land and He's going <laughs> to sit there for five minutes yeah. and be like, "Oh, Jesus was right," and right. then every other Jew since Jesus came. Yeah. has all gone to hell and he's the only one that goes to heaven yeah. like this makes no sense i gotcha it just doesn't make sense like right. why why would god watch his people go to hell until he just decides one day to fulfill this promise right no i understand i, I think that doesn't make any sense right no i gotcha but it's not that he's you know with any other people group either it's not like he's like wanting them to go to hell right right well, we know right. that right and so there's constant. But this promise set them up for it. In what way? Because of how they act with this land. 
Okay. That's why I keep going back to the land. That's okay. why it makes no sense. Okay. Because they're over there in the middle, surrounded by people that want to kill them. Right. Because of their interpretation of this promise. Right. So you have to be wrong. This can't be what God okay. meant. Right. This can't be what God meant. Because you believe it's not just. No. Yeah. It's got to be, not that it's not just, I guess. It's just, you're in, you've got to be interpreting it wrong. Okay. All right. So, in other words, because they've been put into an environment where they're constantly at war, therefore, they it must be interpreted wrong. Yeah. But the reality is, when God took them, led them out of Egypt into Canaan, mm -hmm. they were constantly at war. Like, war has always been a part of it. Okay. So from point one of God leading them out of Egypt into the promised land. Yeah, but it's God. There's, there's, there's is, been war. Is God leading them to stay there? They're not being yeah. led to stay there. They're interpreting something wrong. Okay. Well, according to us, right? According to Christians. I don't know if they're interpreting anything wrong. Okay. Okay. And. And I think where some of this gets their viewpoint on it is wrong. Something's wrong about their their well, view of this land currently. I th and it has been wrong since Jesus came. I think the view I think the view of the land is is the fact that they go back to this Abrahamic promise which was an everlasting covenant. And they believe this covenant that is to endure throughout all other covenants to not be revoked by other covenants. This covenant promised them that they as a people, right, would are chosen by God, would be a blessing to other nations who blessed them, and that or they would be a blessing to other nations, and that God would bless those that bless Israel, that, that God would curse those who curse Israel, and that and that even the promise of the land, like they believe all of this promise with the Abrahamic covenant is for them today. So I have a hard time saying, well, you're just wrong. Because again, even when they were taken into Canaan in the first place, there was war. There was always war. And so, I mean, so much so, like when King David was had 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 gathered pretty much, you know, all of the land that was almost promised, like he had really extended this thing out. And with King David, it said that every year <laughs> There, you know, the kings went to war because it was a time for war. And so there was constant war. And I'm not over here promoting war, okay? Okay. But I also want to say that I don't think that can necessarily be used as an argument against it because it's been their lot really ever since. They've always, whether it's been in that, in that point, whether it's been holding on to the land via the Maccabees, whether it's been, you know, I mean, them being attacked and, you know, the temple being destroyed in 70 AD. And, and I mean, there's always been this war, if you want to put it that way, but if against, against them. And then, and, and I don't, and, and you, and then I just also wonder, you know, like we talk about like, they're not going to, well, they almost, they, when they didn't even have the land, Hitler himself tried to wipe them out, you know? And so, well, it's hard to wipe out all of anyone. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but he, he did his dangest, right? I, I mean, right. But, and so, and, and I think people I, don't want to die. Right. <laughs> I mean, except, right. Well, yeah. <laughs> except for those that do. Except for those that do. Yeah. Right. And, and so, Except for those whose families get paid for them to die, but whatever. Right. All right. So I think that, you know, in, and I think where the, I think where a lot of the conversation stems from, right, in all of this okay. is, okay, in, in 1948, when they were given the land and it was politically driven, right? In other words, right. it was, all right, here, we're going to give, this group of people land, right? Like really out of recompense for what had just happened in World War II and the atrocities for the Jewish people. Right. But in so doing, there was displacement of other people that were already living there. Right. Okay. And so you, like, obviously they, 
obviously you had to know that there was like this wasn't going to just be something nonviolent afterwards. It was going to lead to wars, right? Because you had the group that's being labeled as you know Palestinians there now with all of these Hebrew people, Jewish people, excuse me, Jewish people coming back to that to that land. And so they're they're being flooded in. And I think the question maybe is, should should they have been given the land then? In other words, maybe the question that we're sitting here thinking about is, was was that the movement of God, right, for his people in okay. the 1940s to have this land? Or was it just a political move? Okay. Okay. And I, and I think that's a fair discussion point, right? Now, obviously... Christian Zionists are going to say that was God. Right. The political thing happened because God wanted it to happen. Correct. Okay. Right. Your other side of the fence with the replacement theology is going to go, no, that wasn't God. Right. That was just a political maneuver. Okay. By several countries. All right. And so you've got this, we're trying to interpret, interpret a modern day act and look back on it and go, was that God? Not God, right? Right. And and because that's where all the things have, I mean, they've been in conflict ever since. Like, this is not like... But we could ask that about any political anything. Sure. And and it's only a forefront mind thing because, because your interpretation of the scriptures are that the Jews are special and Israel yep. special. Right. Still. Still. And I don't think so. That's yeah. that's why I don't like that point doesn't even matter to me. Okay. Whether that was God or not. Right. I guess at this point, if I'm right. gonna take this side real hard. Sure. <laughs> right. That point Go full replacement. Yeah, yeah. That point doesn't even matter to me because I don't think they're special anymore. Yeah, I understand. So who cares? Right. Like, I think my I think my biggest problem is that I think that Christian Zionism is is validating Jewish belief mm -hmm. in not Jesus. Okay. I think that's my biggest problem with it. Okay. From our from Christian perspective, uh-huh, it's validating them. How do you think it's validating them? Because you're telling them stay there and get blown up so that your promise gets fulfilled. Okay. And if the rest of every Christian is saying, "Hey, you shouldn't live there." and get blown up that seems like the more jesus way to act okay All right? right yeah so i and i, I mean I, I see what you're saying i see yeah. where you're coming from i i just think that to and i think maybe it does get back to that core part right of what do we really think about these people right are, are these people actually uniquely chosen and loved by god or are they not? Right. right. And I wouldn't think so. Yeah. I and, just wouldn't and, think and so. so and so, and I understand, like, for replacement theology, for fulfillment theology, the, you know, and even a lot of covenant or in covenant theology as well, you know, the reality is for in those theologies that everything has been fulfilled in Christ. And so, therefore, every, like, the, the purpose for the Jews were to, was basically to bring the Messiah. Right. Once the Messiah came, the people group of Israel didn't matter. Right. Because the true quote unquote Israel, Jesus, yeah, is what matters. Right. And so So if you were to take that position, how um, would you read that verse? Read the So how do people taking that position read the verse that is like the whole point of you? Okay. So well I think there's <laughs> more than just one verse, but using the one we just read for Ezekiel thirty six. Right. Okay. And I, to be honest with you, they would look at this and go, well, they were dispersed during the exile. Okay. They would say yes to that. Yeah. And they would say they've been gathered back into their own land after the exile. So when the king of Persia allowed Jews to begin returning to Jerusalem uh -huh. and that they've had that, they, and so therefore they were able to go back into that land. Okay. Now, I don't honestly know how well they would handle 
the next part okay. of the, I will give you a new heart, put a new spirit within you. And unless they would say, well, I brought you back. And then when Jesus it, comes, when Jesus that's comes, when that's when this has happened. Yeah. Right. Okay. And so they would look at it in the sense of this has already been, this prophecy has already been fulfilled in the coming of Jesus. Okay. Okay. And so, and, and that's, that would be the interpretation. I don't care what the interpretation of that is. Yeah. Does that make sense? Okay. Like if I have, (laughs) if I have Jesus, then, then you're saying the promise isn't fulfilled yet. Mm -hmm. Right. Sure. You're saying the prom, you don't think the promise is fulfilled yet. These other people are saying the promise is fulfilled already. Right. But better than, (laughs) better than getting to sit in a, desert for five minutes before the end of time is being in eternity forever right and not in burning in hell forever i guess i don't (laughs) i guess i don't see i guess i'm having a hard time seeing where where them being in the land is assuring that they're going to find themselves in hell more than where they were before so in other words, if I'm, if, if, so for example, those refugees that came from Russia into Israel or Soviet Union, excuse me, into okay. Israel, like they were already in communism, right? They were already pretty much assured of going to hell anyway, right. because the, uh, of the iron curtain and you weren't getting in to proselytize unless, you know, we, we all know there was people that were doing it by right. smuggling themselves in, but it wasn't open anyway. And so, like, I guess I don't, I'm just using that as an example to say there's a lot of places in the world where they could find themselves. And I'm not sure that it's any more accommodating for heaven and hell issues, you know, to, or more accommodating to ensure they get to heaven than if they were in the land. Well, because the land itself is so proselytized at the moment. It's, there's so many. Christian groups proselytizing, praying, evangelizing in Israel. And so in some ways it has gathered them together. Are, are where, they, where they, they telling where, them where, to get the hell out of there? <laughs> no, they're telling them to know Jesus. Right. Know Jesus and you should probably you should probably get out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we should go. Like Right, I, I, don't, I don't. I don't get it. I know, but it, but then, but that'd be like the same thing. Of like, how many countries? There's are. I mean, there's so many countries that are in perpetual states of war anyway. Right, uh, and so, uh, and and I don't think war itself necessarily necessitates the fact that again, they're going to hell. Like, I guess I'm having a harder time making that connection. Okay. When you're talking about the heaven and hell issue, like, no, they just need to know Jesus. Okay. Agreed. I don't know if the land, being in the land precludes that, I guess is all I'm saying. Well, it doesn't completely preclude preclude it more than being anywhere else. But it's definitely speeding up the process for some people. Okay. Which is, I mean, I imagine the devil's cheering every time that happens. Okay. Because, you know, right, more people to torture, <laughs> right? But I mean, but like, if you're in Europe or even America nowadays, I mean, the secularization of these countries, I don't know if it's any, I don't know if it's that much better off. Are you sure living in there in those places? They all describe, they all describe in Israel like hearing explosions is just another day mm-hmm. like what <laughs> right i guess okay i'm not talking about the, the realities of war i'm talking about the realities of but it's not even war it's just like or, or, stray right, rockets, rockets. <laughs> right like, right i understand like I someone guess... was like hey um uh, you want to shoot this off today sure right. hope we hit someone <laughs> like <laughs> right i know like i'm not saying and i'm not laughing about people getting blown up stuff either but what i'm saying is i i don't but if we're talking about merely eternal things, right? right? Uh, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if there's a difference. Okay. 
on the eternal on the eternal spectrum. Right. I don't know if there's that great of a difference. So, okay. So according to your theology, God's mm-hmm. going to bring everyone back to Israel. All the Jews, mm-hmm. the ethnic ones, mm-hmm. are going to come back to Israel mm-hmm. somehow. Somehow, yeah. <laughs> and God's going to force them nope. to accept Jesus. Nope. Okay, then how is I'm that not saying work? force. All right. All right. I, I'm just... I, listen. How I, is this process working? Is he <laughs> plucking them up like Sims and, and just carrying across? Man, if I, I don't know. Right? I, I mean, like... I, like and Honest. how can how can God say that's going to happen if we have free will to say no? Yeah. If the Jews have free will to say no. Right. He says all in the verse, right? All Israel will be saved. Okay. Yeah. So I guess what I'm... So what, that only makes well, sense if I'm viewing Israel as Christians, because all Christians are saved. No, but in the context of Romans 9, it's a very distinction. He's going back and forth between Israel and Gentile, Israel and Gentile, and you know he's referring to ethnic Israel. Okay. There's not a, there's not a, it, like, it's back and forth. Gentiles this, Israel okay. this. Gentiles this, Israel this. Is there, is there any debate or whatever over whether when he's talking in the New Testament, mm-hmm. It is talking to the fact that there are, you know, hardcore ethnic Jewish people mm-hmm. at the time and Gentiles. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that that's separation, that distinction. Right, but is that st- distinction supposed supposed to carry us to now, or is he talking to them where they're at right then? Does that make sense? I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, he's talking to them at that moment. Yeah. But so, I mean, here. like, is there a way that we should interpret that differently two thousand years later? I got you. I, right. Yeah. So this is all right. Here, here's I'm going to read the verses in Romans eleven twenty five. I don't want you to be ignorant of this mystery, brothers and sisters, so that you will not be conceited. A partial hardening has come upon Israel. So he's, God is, or Paul is even admitting, listen, I mean, there's actually been a hardening that has come upon Israel. Right. Like he's, he's admitting this. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is again, natural Israel, right? Until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in, come in. So the partial hardening of is people of Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. In this way, all Israel will be saved as it is written. The deliverer will come from Zion. He will turn godlessness away from Jacob, or that's Jacob is Israel. And this will be my covenant with them, that I, when I take away their sins. Okay. And so regarding the gospel, they are enemies for your advantage, but regarding election, they are loved because of the patriarchs. And I think there's a distinction here that there's, for the gospel's sake, it actually was advantageous for the partial hardening to come. So that Gentiles could hear the message, so that it would go beyond just Jerusalem and Judea and begin to spread to the Gentile world. But he does say, but regarding election, they're loved. Israel is loved because of the patriarchs, since God's gracious gifts and calling are irrevocable. And so this is for me when when I look at the way that I guess I view God's heart toward Israel, is that God would say that Israel still matters to him now. And it and it's mattered, and, he, and and so what Paul's writing here. Yeah, so, okay, so matters more than any other group of non-Christian people. Yes. In in what way? And they are so. And I'll use the word that Paul uses. They're loved because of the patriarchs, and and regarding election. Okay. They're loved because of the patriarchs. In other words, so at this point in time, nothing that they had any, <laughs> nothing that the people around today had anything to do with. Right. They were okay. loved. Okay. They're God's they are they were elected by God, chosen by God. And that's where all the promises that we said before, the patriarchs, the promises, everything else came from. And and so therefore the covenants, everything else. That God has uniquely chosen them. And the fact that God has is the fact that God has. And that's kind of the whole point of Romans nine. 
where in Romans 9, Paul's saying, listen, I chose Jacob and not Esau. And what he's saying is, listen, I, I made the decision. I'm sovereign God making the decision to choose one over the other. Mm-hmm. Did God choose a people group over all other people groups? Yes, he did. He, ch- he did that. He chose the, he chose the people group. Mm-hmm. However, we are Christians. Sure. So what is, what, like, what, it, what is the scale and okay. where do we rank, basically? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, it makes perfect okay. sense. And I think this is where we were all saying earlier that just because they've been elected, chosen, doesn't mean they're saved. Right. right. Okay. So obviously, they are the apple of God's eye, Israel is. Okay. But we are his children. We're adopted. Rather, and this is where, like in the Galatians 3. We're 20, adopted? We're adopted. We're adopted. Yeah. We're adopted children of God. We have been adopted in. Everyone, Jew, Gentile, whatever. Okay. Right. And so what I'm saying is, as a Christian, whether one is Jew or whether one is Gentile, we're children of God. Okay. We've been adopted into the family of God. We are we are his children. Okay. And so now God is, you know, like even Jesus talks about when he looks over Jerusalem mm-hmm. and he says, you know, oh Jerusalem, I wish that I was like a mother hen who could gather you under my wings. Mm-hmm. Like so we see this heart of God toward Jerusalem, toward the people. Okay. And so he has a heart toward Israel. They are there. He, he loves them because he chose them. Okay. You and I and every other born again believer since the time of Jesus to now are, have been adopted into God's family. We are children of God. And that is who we are to God. We are, we are his children and we are loved deeply and greatly. And so I'm not, so I don't think we have to look at this in a scale side. I think we just have to accept who we are as his children Okay. They're not that. Like those that do not know Jesus are not his children. Okay. Those that do not know Jesus are they are with you know, as the gospel say, they would they are without hope, right? Mm-hmm. Because their end is hell. Their end is separation from God. Okay. And so, you know, you and I's, you know, as a Christian, the beauty of it is we know we're going to heaven. Right. Right. That was my last point is yeah. We know we're going to heaven, so I don't really give a shit what the promise is, whether it's land or anything. Yeah, I'm like, I'm going to heaven, so what do right. I care? That's that's right. like my final thing is like, right? Is like you shouldn't care about this land so bad because who cares? Right. You should only be caring about being a Christian and going yeah. to heaven. I, I got that's gotcha. it. I got gotcha. you. So stop caring about it so much and getting blown up. That's the last thing. Okay. Like, yeah. I don't... Who, like really, who cares? what any of these verses mean right like that was my whole thing it was okay. like i got to the end and it was like secondary issue i don't mm-hmm. give a shit <laughs> like it's a secondary issue mm-hmm. who cares because yep. we're, we're gonna die and go to heaven it right. might happen one way it might happen the other way nobody knows it'll right. happen when it happens and you should stop caring about it right now because apparently he said he's gonna bring you back there whatever back there means right. wh- wherever back there is <laughs> whether it's new creation or jesus or right. Or whatever, right? Which I just I don't the getting getting back to the land for five minutes <laughs> at the end of time, all being saved and then going right. to heaven forever. It was like, oh, that was that was a great promise. Yeah. We were there for the, the, in the desert, just standing there for five minutes. Yeah, but and I won't get into, I won't get into all this. But there's the the connection is here's here's why it's important is that the connection is that they come to know Christ. They're there in Jerusalem. And Jesus actually returns. That's where he's coming back That's where he's when, coming. He's, when he comes back? Correct. And so that they would be there present to receive the Messiah back. Oh, so, so they actually get to see their Messiah come like they thought he was going to come in the first place. Yep. That's the whole point. Yeah. Okay, well, that... That just doesn't make any sense. That just that just validates all of them going to hell till then. Yeah. I don't think it validates them going to hell. Yes, it does, because it validates their religion that their Messiah hasn't come yet. 
Well, I understand, but and I'm not. <laughs> I, 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 listen, it doesn't validate them. I mean, it could be. okay, okay. This is what they believe, right? Like this is Judaism. Okay. Yeah, I know. This is Judaism. Yeah, Judaism. this is what they believe. Yeah, they're all okay. going to hell <laughs> until right because they've rejected the Messiah. I'm not right. I'm not arguing <laughs> that one bit. I'm not arguing that one bit. What I for me as uh, as a and, and by the way, before I say my next point, I com- I completely wholeheartedly agree with you that this issue because anytime there's an issue that's got this much different interpretation, right? We know it's a secondary issue. Okay. Right. Like, yeah. We know that. Yeah. Okay. It's like I should have thought of that earlier. Right. Like <laughs> there's when there's so much discussion around around a doctrine, right? Around a theology, you know that this is not like because no one's sitting there arguing about is God God, is Jesus God, right? Is Holy Spirit God? Is there a Trinity? Like, well, except us and the Jews. Well, well sure, but I mean within <laughs> within Christendom, yeah. Within so those within Christianity, we're not arguing about you know God Jesus right I mean like mm. did did Jesus die did he rise did right we we all are in agreement on those things and so I think when we are dealing with a topic like this we do understand one we don't have all the answers mm-hmm. two we are doing the best we can to present Scripture as faithfully as we can right okay so like so for example for me as a as a pastor as a Bible teacher. When I'm reading through Romans and understand the context of it being the Jew and Gentile relationship, and I start going through Romans 9, 10, and 11, which we all have to do to teach Romans, this to me is what comes out of that. Okay? Okay. So as a Bible teacher, this is, this is the perspective that comes out. But I also understand those that are coming from a fulfillment or a covenantal theology or a replacement. I, I get where they're coming from, mm-hmm. and I and I understand what they're saying. I might disagree with their final conclusion, but it doesn't matter because it doesn't matter. But at the same time, like the the ultimate thing that matters is: are they going? Uh, will they know Jesus? Right. Right. Like we agree that that's the ultimate thing that matters. It's just that as a Bible teacher, as a pastor, when I'm teaching through books of Scripture. I do kind of have to land mm. somewhere. Right. But it doesn't mean that I have to land there and go, I'll never have my mind changed. Mm-hmm. I'll never, or I've got it all figured out. Cause I'll be honest with you. Like I think Israel is one more, is one of the more complicated ones. It really is. We did three episodes. So on it. Right. I didn't even know any of this. <laughs> right. And I think Israel's absolutely one of the more complicated ones because you are trying to reconcile these two scriptures that we have together, mm-hmm. the Old Testament, the New Testament. Right. And we're trying to reconcile these things together. You can just throw the old one out. <laughs> We've talked about not doing that. <laughs> we cannot do that. And so I think that in the in the recon in the attempt to reconcile these two testaments together, that this it, it really has become a a, a a massive, you know, theological challenge. And anytime you're having to like like, for example, like when people argue for Galatians 3, so we haven't hit on that one a lot, where it talks about where it says uh, a seed, not seeds, says plural. And then you have to get. Yeah, we in, talked about that. We talked about that a little yeah. bit. And you have to actually get into the Greek of that because it's not really like seed as in like, it's, it's more like offspring, mm-hmm. not like seeds that you're throwing into the ground to plant, like a plant of seed. Like it's offspring and you don't. You don't say offsprings. It's always offspring. So why would there be a plural there anyway? Like mm-hmm. adding on the S there. And anyway, you get to the whole discussion of that. But all I'm saying is when you have to take verses like that and get into the Greek and the original language that in that depth to try to flush or flesh out what it means, mm-hmm. we, we know we're getting into secondary stuff. Right. Okay. Because the things that are plain are just plain. Right. And then these things can get a little more complicated and that's okay like i think it makes for a fun theological exercise um i and and i do say i do think it helps me have a i do believe to have a heart for the jewish people is important um and you know i do believe it helps prevent any kind of not that you have to be a christian zionist to be to 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 have you know to to assure 
that you're not entering into anti-Semitism. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not saying that. Like, there are plenty of people who, who are believing replacement theology who have a heart for the Jews, okay, uh, and are not, you know, anti-Jewish or, an, you know, anti-Semites, Semites. And so, like, I, I get that. But I do think it, it just, it, for me personally, it gives me a heart. I want our congregation to have a heart for the people of Israel because I do think they matter to God. Personally, I think they matter to God. When I read Scripture, they seem to matter to God. Mm -hmm. But so we want to pray for them, but it, I don't want to state it as well. They matter. No one else does. Cause right. that can be the other side of this or state or, it. Let the nation of Israel does everything. Right. Right. Yeah. And I don't ever want to do that. Okay. Cause they, or say that because okay. they simply don't. Okay. So to, to, to wrap it up. All right. Let's wrap it up. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's where we've come to That's after where three episodes. Matter. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. No. <laughs> Go tell the Jews to be Christians yeah. and move. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> I'll agree with you on the Go tell the Jews about Jesus. How about yeah. that? Okay. We'll go, we'll, we'll, not on the move part. Not on the move part. Sounds like you wanted to blow up. <laughs> well, this has been the When I Heard This Podcast. You can follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram at When I Heard This Podcast. And. <laughs> X, previously known as Twitter, and Locals at When I Heard This. Like, subscribe, comment, share, follow, download. I don't, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Nate Robinsoff, and you can follow Joseph on Instagram at Rev Joe T. This has been the When I Heard This Podcast, and we'll see you guys next time. <laughs> Bye.